as we start to sit. The challenge is to rediscover and to enact awareness. It's not the product of our thinking. It's an activity. So to notice. To notice in a global way what's arising in the realm of experiencing. In particular, to notice mind. Mental activity. Disposition of mind. To notice And in the noticing, differentiating between being caught up in mind or trying to subdue mind and the light touch of just experiencing the activity of mind. discovering what it is to be mindful. And then letting that light touch of awareness make contact with the stream of what's arising. No agenda to change it. Just letting Noticing, contact, experiencing happen. contact register 
you notice the sensations in the body. Letting that be, let them register, let them be noted. Subtle cues about being body. The groundedness, the uprightness, the openness, the softness. being available for any and every experience in the body. And letting those experiences guide any subtle or slight adjustments that would be helpful. Noticing the breath. Noticing the inhale. How it flows in. How it opens the body. Invites opening, receptivity. in noticing the exhale. That sense of release, letting go. With the quality of a sigh. This deep rhythm of being, it constantly flows. And 
receiving and releasing. How it invites the mind to flow. Receiving whatever is happening, releasing whatever is happening. Even the thoughts can be simply breathed. No need to resist, no need to grasp onto. Just the activity of being. We don't make awareness. We allow this natural quality of being to arise. We allow the inhale, release with the exhale. And when the mind wanders, noticing that too. Renewing contact. Noticing the difference between awareness of thought and being caught up in thought. A beautiful teaching. Awareness of thought being caught up in thought.
awareness of the subtle contractions that come with being caught in the thought. This subtle releasing with the exhale, with the noticing. gentle, patient acceptance with the human condition. No need to get busy fixing it. Letting the continuing noticing brighten the mind. The senses staying open. sounds, noticing the subtle physical sensations in the body, letting the mind settle with uprightness. soften around that uprightness.
letting the mind soften around attention.
I'll say a few words about walking meditation that um, the walking meditation is a partner with the sitting meditation and it's two of the four classic postures for meditation. The other two postures are standing and lying down. And uh, at any time that you'd like here, uh, if you feel there's a need for it, you can very quietly, mindfully stand and continue doing your meditation standing. Uh, And then when you feel it's time, you could sit down again. And that's particularly helpful when uh, you're very sleepy. Uh, some people find standing when they're sleep when they're sleepy uh, get some energy going and and it's uh, more uh, it's just uh, feels like a better way to meditate. But walking is important uh, as a partner for sitting because a variety of uh, physical and psychological uh, factors come into balance when you go back and forth between the two. The most simple one is that. If um, we are sit all day, we'd get lethargic. But if we walked all the time, it would actually probably get, create a certain kind of agitation, as well, excitement. But going back and forth, it creates a nice balance between those two, and they support each other for um, coming to some kind of balanced place of practice. Uh, and other things also come into balance. Uh, the usual way of uh, doing walking meditation in the Vipassana tradition is to alternate between just about equal length of time for both. So you'll see a schedule is made up of that. And um, for many people doing this longer walking period of 40-45 minutes or so, uh, what they've never done before uh, becomes an acquired taste in terms of finding value in it, finding meaning in it, finding satisfaction in it, or just finding it opens up for you in a nice way. Some people take to it very easily. They find it works better in a certain way than sitting, better to stay focused and present. For me, it was an acquired taste. And, uh, and now I value it a lot. I enjoy doing it, and I find it as valuable as sitting meditation. But um, if you're one of those people for whom it's an acquired taste, um, it means that you acquire it by doing it. And... Uh, and uh, if you don't do it, walking meditation doesn't work. It's that simple. And so um, if you say it doesn't work and you don't do it, then it won't work. And, uh, and also to do it, it really helps to uh, do a big block of time. You really get into it. And the big block of time would be, um, you know, much of the walking period that's does, you know, set aside for that. Uh, if you go... Uh, walk a little bit, then have tea, walk a little bit, go to the bathroom, walk a little bit, go to take a nap, walk a little bit and have more tea. Um, you know, there's no, the, the water doesn't boil if you keep turning the flame off. So you want to be able to keep it, keep it going. Um, what's ni- one of the things nice about walking meditation is that it's um, similar enough to how we walk in our daily lives. And so it makes a nice um, bridge between sitting meditation and bringing mindfulness awareness into our ordinary life to learn how to um, have it when we do walking meditation and and we can come kind of second nature so you're walking around town and and it's easy to kind of drop into uh, 
a more alert presence. So the way it's uh, uh, done here is that uh, we do it individually. So you can go to find a walking place. And there's a walking hall right in the room next door here that you can walk in the short distance across so more people can fit in there. Uh, you're also welcome to do it down the big community room or just about anywhere that seems like it's it seems nice to do it. Many people do it on the deck. People do it outside here. Um, uh, whatever you think is nice. And you find a, a walkway a, a, where you can walk uh, about 20 or 30 paces back and forth. And the idea of walking back and forth is that, um, well, if, if you just wandered around, many some people want to just, oh, I, I can be mindful and just wander around freely. Um, there's a kind of presence and attention that comes from that. And sometimes it's a nice break to do that. But um, part of your mind is, an uh, innocent part of the mind is, is involved in negotiating the path, finding your way, stepping over a rock or step, you know, doing different things. And when you walk back and forth, uh, pretty quickly you know the route. And you don't have to think about that so much anymore. And so then you can um, just, uh, uh, you know, just kind of immerse yourself in the simplicity of the walking and not have that that negotiating mind uh, active, the one that's trying to engage and think about what's around you. And and um, and then when you find your path and you go back and forth, uh, one of the uh, useful things to do is to establish a pace, a speed, that brings you a sense of comfort or ease. And in different circumstances, different speeds bring that comfort or ease. Um, I've had very powerful emotions come up on retreat and the way that had the most comfort with him when I did walking meditation was to walk quite fast and the kind of power walk. And that's how allowed me to stay present, allowed some respect the energy and kind of let it all kind of, let my presence and the emotions coexist in a very nice way. And other times where I'm, mind is quite settled and still and, and kind of a sweet intimacy with, you know, each moment to moment experience of the body as it walks, it just felt so nice and so right to uh, respectful of the practice to go really, really slow and walk really slow. Um, there's um, in the tendency for people to walk a little bit slower than the ordinary street walking pace. Some people walk very, very slow right away. Some people walk different different speeds. Because the tendency is to walk slow, um, uh, be careful you don't succumb to peer pressure, that you think you're supposed to walk slow. And, but if, you, but if you're going to walk really fast, don't do it in the little walking hall we have. Uh, or don't do it near the people who are walking slow because they, you might scare them. Just be a little bit further away. And, um, and then think of the walking meditation as a sensory awareness exercise. Meaning that um, you're really trying to connect and be present with the sensations in your body as you do the walk. One of the primary places of attention when we do sitting meditation is breathing. And there's something about the rhythm and the alternation of in-breath and out-breath that allows the mind to get settled and concentrated without getting stiff and hard. If you just kind of focus on a single unwavering point, it's possible to get concentrated that way, but it's also quite easy to get somehow f tight or, or strain in the effort to be focused. And the, the idea is that the alternation of breathing in and out kind of also is a massage for the mind where you stay present but you're not kind of getting fixated in something. So the same thing with the walking is the alternation of the feet to do the stepping 
it, that provides that rhythm for the mind to settle into and you know and kind of ride the rhythm. Um, and as a sensory awareness exercise, uh, you might think of the example of maybe a cold day and you're a little bit chilled and then the sun comes out and you go stand in the sun and you feel the warmth of the sun on your body and it feels good. It feels like you're kind of recovering from the chill and you kind of really want to, I don't know, I don't know if you think this way, but you kind of speed up the recovery or, you know, really take it. So you kind of like really let yourself savor or feel the warmth as it comes in so it really can kind of penetrate somehow. And in doing that, uh, you not you might be thinking about it a little bit, but the thinking about the warmth is not going to help you get warm. The, it's really feeling it in your body, feeling where part of your body feels the warmth that, um, you know, that's where it, it's registered. So in that same kind of same way, uh, the idea is to s let, let the body sense and feel the, the sensations that happen when you move as you as you walk. So you're not, you're not an engineering project from the control tower in the head of watching or thinking or engineering the walking, but it's almost like you drop your mind or drop your awareness into your feet and your lower legs. And as you do your stepping, uh, uh, you're feeling those sensations that come into play as you lift your foot, as you place it down, as you touch the ground, the soles of your feet, and you're just really feeling th those um, the sensations, getting into them, letting them. I like to think of my foot and legs as a sponge, a sponge for sensations, and so it's just like I'm receiving all the sensations into that spongy foot, and uh, so that's a very receptive quality, feeling it there. Some people complain that that's very pedestrian. It's not very spiritual to have your attention in your feet. It's uh, just as good for the purposes of mindfulness, concentration, cultivating awareness, and freedom. Um, the sensations of your feet are just as good as the breathing. It's quite a, quite a wonderful place to kind of, you know, but it's an acquired taste. It takes a while to learn and get a sense of it. Um, some people, when they walk for the 30 for 45 minutes, find that so naturally they walk slower as they go along. Just feels like they gets more, kind of more settle into it, and that's fine. The other thing to do is if there's a lot of thinking going on, uh, you can just stop in your tracks and close your eyes and take stock. Just notice what's happening. Sometimes recognizing what's happening, acknowledging it, is enough to kind of like put it aside, and then you can start again. The other thing that's helpful with walking meditation is sometimes if you have trouble really getting into it, is to uh, 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 set the intention to be present for the walking time in for short intervals. Meaning, if you say, I'm going to be mindful the whole 45 minutes, it just you might get frustrated. But you can say, I'm going to be mindful from here to the other end of my pass. And uh, maybe that's doable. And then you can reset the intention for going back. And maybe that's a manageable interval. If that's too long for a mind that's really busy, then you can set your intention to be mindful for two steps. If that's too ambitious, one step, and then set it again for the next step. Sometimes, you know, just doing it small like that is a lot easier and, and uh, to kind of get the mind into the habit or the rhythm of it. It's best to keep the eyes down about 45 degrees so you're not really looking around too much. 
Because the idea is not to do two things at once. And so if you're looking and walking, that's two things at once. If you really feel like you need to look at something, uh, stop in your tracks and just look. Do looking meditation. Be aware of looking and then start again. Um, and finally, uh, if you're walking slow, uh, sometimes it's very nice to, um, when you come to the end of your pass, to come to a full stop. Turn around, stop, and then start again. And that full stop is a kind of a, a nice time to check in, to notice what's happening. And uh, because it's easy enough to get uh, lost in thought and not realize it. Or kind of be an automatic pilot uh, with the doing the practice. You're kind of with the steps, kind of going along. Um, but really, you're thinking. But some, there's something about some stopping, then that moment of stopping. Oh, I guess I'm, I was thinking. And then, um, and then you can, you know, reestablish your intention and start again. And I said it was final, but one more thing I want to say. Um, some people find it helpful uh, if the thinking mind is taking you away a lot from being really present. Some people find it helpful to give the thinking mind something to do that helps you to be present. And the th very simple thing that some people find valuable is what's called mental noting. And that is to um, have a very single word that you let the thinking mind say that is an encouragement to stay, keep your attention someplace. So with walking, the mental note would be stepping, stepping. Or if you're going slow, lifting, Placing, lifting, placing, and um, and that uh, that's not the important part of what you're doing. So it's like you know, two percent of what you're doing is the little mental note. And uh, some people will find that they think oh, that's making my mind busy. It's a little bit too agitating to be doing something in the mind. But if you really paid attention to what's going on, you'll recognize it's actually better than what you do on your own in the effortless way in which your mind wanders off in thought. So it's, it's worth a little bit of that effort to, rather than just drifting off a lot sometimes. And um, so that mental noting can be helpful to do for a while. And then when it's not needed, you can, just, you know, you can let, it, let it go.